0: Your best your best Welcome to your best bets. Uh recording this on Memorial Day. Happy Memorial Day to everyone out there. Hope everyone enjoyed the day with a few beers, um, maybe something like a leisure activity. I got to enjoy just a uh, a day worth of yard work so i'm feeling exasperated and tired at this point but i'm feeling energized uh being in the company of these two gentlemen tonight uh zach fitzgerald is with us uh my future partner in the uh three rivers two man best ball at noble hawk in a couple of weeks we got to start game planning
1: uh that's right uh I haven't played noble hawk in probably two or three years but I remember it fondly uh I am looking forward to being able to play golf and uh, being able to play in that with you. Uh, I think it should be a good time. Should be a lot of fun.
0: Johnny Strauser is here. Um, I really wanted to do like an emergency pod after the NBA lottery um, when the Pistons just saw their future go down in flames, but maybe you're feeling more optimistic now. Yes or no?
2: No, I'm not. I'm not. I was upset. I was at a bar up in... Um, Odunk, Michigan, Northern Michigan on a golf trip, uh, actually by myself, so I could kind of drown in my own sorrows and everything, and was talking to, made friends with another uh, intoxicated man at the bar who was wanting to kind of view the same thing and knew the same kind of circumstances, and we had discussed it, that the fifth pick was the absolute worst that they could actually get um according to the uh from what i had read and they were just firmly locked into that fifth pick so you know it's just it's it's one of those things that i'm not happy with but i wasn't really expecting the first pick um i figured he was going to go to houston or san antonio and and of course it did my concern though is pistons don't have a coach yet and it's just like what are they waiting for and they need to kind of move with the direction here so Little concern with uh, what Troy Weaver is doing here with this team. Um, But I I, I would think, I know you don't need a coach right this moment, but you know, before the, the guys that potentially you may want, you know, get other jobs or whatever, you know, you'd, you'd think they would, uh, they they would have something in place or at least close to in place by now.
0: It feels like a good Monty Williams spot. Um,
2: I would love Monty Williams. Oh my goodness. um,
0: I thought maybe like, uh, a few days ago, it could have been a, a spot for Joe Missoula to land, but he is—he could still be coaching. He could still be coaching the NBA championship-winning team, for all we know. Game seven tonight. Um, so yeah, tough, tough night, tough couple weeks for the Pistons. We'll see if they can uh, bounce back. I, I'm, I'm not optimistic. Uh, uh, there's a good, there's a good Pistons stat I want you to throw out later when we're talking about um, Scotty Scheffler and in, in relation to the Pistons that you sent me, but. Guys, we got a big show. we got a lot to talk about, a lot to get to. Um, We wanted to do a review of the Little City uh, this last weekend. A few weeks ago, if you guys listen, anyone out there listening, Brian Straley was on. He kind of hinted that that he wanted to do a one-day Little City. Fitted in here this last weekend on Saturday, um, our own Zach Fitzgerald played. Zach, how did it go for you out there?
1: Uh, For me personally, it was a struggle. Um, But, you know, just being able to play competitive golf was fun. Um, I had the pleasure of playing with Jason Herberger and Scott Toner. I got to see Jason play a fantastic round. Um, And, you know, I had a really, really good time. So the weather was perfect. Golf course-wise, I mean, obviously Gary, you know, very hospitable, did a great job. Uh, A fellow uh, Fort Worth Golf Association golfer, Travis Whitman, from what I understand, and just found out is kind of doing the greens keeping out there now. So courses in good shape, um, you know, you're not gonna get the super fast greens, but we understand that, you know, you're gonna get uh, good conditions, uh, you're gonna get slower greens. Uh, and, and interestingly, uh, when whenever you hit, no matter the shot you hit, it's gonna bounce about three or four feet in the air and, and then it's kind of gonna stop. But it is weird, it's, it's kind of like hitting onto a trampoline almost um it's a different style of golf but once you get to, to know it it's really not not that difficult so i really enjoyed the day um got to see a, a seven hole playoff which uh from what uh when i talked to straley during it that was the longest it had ever been
0: okay um, i had wondered i had wondered if there was a record book on that
1: I, I had asked like i think when we were on maybe the sixth hole and he had said this his answer was just this so I didn't really get, you know, previously Mm -hmm. it just said normally they end on on the first hole or the second hole. So, yeah, it it was pretty exciting. Um, And
0: real quick for you, 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 I mean, for those who don't know you, you're kind of, you've been injured. So how are you feeling? What's like, what uh, percentage wise, where are you
1: at? I don't, I don't, it's hard to say because, you know, I wasn't going to play in Little City. And then Thursday, uh, Jason and I play in league and I played really, really well and felt hey you know maybe this is the turning point I'm back and then in a little city with like 10 minutes left to go uh to be able to enter and and then woke up on Saturday and wasn't feeling bad or anything but you know get to the range and either I can turn my hips or I can't really turn my hips and couldn't really turn them quite well that day so I was just trying to hit a bunch of knockdowns and started out really slow three bogeys in the first four holes and and it was kind of hard to get it back but um besides the point I mean that's I I had no expectations I was really just happy to be playing and and maybe at some point we're going to get back to when when we can feel competitive again but I am I'm, I'm enjoying being able to golf uh that that was a real struggle and, and even a possibility of not being able to golf even up to like two weeks ago so um you know I, I feel just just happy to be able to play golf and and to be able to play in that because it's one of my favorite events, and I was really glad that we were able to get that in.
0: Hmm. Hashtag grateful. Sounds like uh, coming from mm-hmm. a sure. Um Hopefully, you're feeling 100% uh, Saturday, June 10th. Um, yes. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're missing Jason Herber. Um, uh, big, the big surprise is he is with us tonight to talk about his uh, his performance um, from the past weekend, his runner-up. And we're going to bring Jason in right now. I think... Here it he comes. And uh you know, Jason will talk about it, but uh 63 two under uh three-way playoff. Um here he is. Jason, you Not got just... us What's up, dude. What's up? What's up, man? Hey, congrats on the uh What's up? congrats on the uh the great tournament on Saturday. The uh, you know. At least you're part of a record-setting playoff, even in a
1: loss.
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that uh, – I guess it could be a record. It felt like we were going to play another 18 holes,
1: but <laughs> it was a good time. And I was telling for a second there, it kind of felt like you guys were certainly going get, to get through nine. It was – you just matched each other shot for shot. It was pretty crazy. I had asked Straley on, on six if it was the longest one, and he said, yeah, it was the record on six. So you definitely guys you guys do have the record on that.
3: Nice. Well, I'm glad my name's up there for something.
0: <laughs> well, and, I mean, you got through the day with, with Zach Fitzgerald not weighing you down in your
3: group. I did. That was tough. <laughs> that was tough having Zach in the group, you know, pushing his card around. First time being back in a while, which was great. But no, all jokes aside. Zach, it was good to see you back out there on the course again. Looked uh, like the uh the back wasn't I don't know, it was stable enough. But
1: I mean, I knew pretty quickly that <clears throat> that I was gonna struggle to hit, you know, the shots that I needed. But you were playing really, really well and I was really, really excited to kind of watch that and and Scott was, you know, was fun to play with, and he was hitting some good shots. And, I mean, we all hit good shots, but really, I mean, it yeah. came down to the fact that, you know, uh, pretty quickly when I think you had gone two under through the front, and I had said so- I don't remember when it was, man, it was either on six or seven uh, in the regulation round, and I had said something to you, and normally you're very like, jokey and stuff and for like kind of the first time in the day you kind of like it said something short to me and quick and then kind of got back to your to your stuff and I was like well at this point I kind of knew that you were feeling it and that you knew that you were feeling it and that you had a chance so at that point I kind of just wanted to like you know try to make my pars and and you know do what what we could to kind of stay out of your way so <laughs> it was certainly a good time
3: yeah I felt like I was zoned in I guess for a little bit but yeah I think I Yeah, I was 200 through, yeah, through seven. I think I hit the first seven greens. So I didn't miss a green one through seven. And then eight hit a shot off to the right. And I think that was the, um, yeah, first green I missed. And it was a tough up and down, but, you know, luckily I chipped it close enough, made a good putt. Uh, And then nine, I think I missed the, I had a good look on nine, but missed it. Uh, yeah. And then the back nine was the grind, I think. Cause yeah, yeah you got uh, a,
1: <laughs> you got a great putt Jason from Rory on that. Uh, I think it was about an eight and a half footer on uh eight for par. Yeah. And, yeah, if you,
3: yeah. If you see, especially eight out there, like you see, I think the pin was in the back left and it was on a, I don't know. It was kind of in a funky spot. Cause I saw where you were putting from too. And I saw yours break at before. Um, yeah. And then I got up there to look at mine. I'm like, well, I know it's going to break, but I can't tell how much usually want to play less break, but sometimes, you know, it looks like it's going to break less than it does. Sometimes it breaks more out there. And uh, yeah, like that was, I think that, and just hitting greens in general, those two things, the whole day putting and hitting greens was, what carried me because my tee shots like I mean Zach you saw every one like I wasn't hitting every fairway
1: no I thought you struggled a little bit with the long iron uh off the tee for a lot of the day you weren't like slicing it but you were just kind of like straight pushing it a little bit and 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 just you know flirting with with the right side of the fairway on a lot of holes and it didn't really you know 12 it kind of got you but I don't really think that I think on 12, you just caught a flyer and hit yeah. it on the green like 30 feet, which is unlike you. And 14, I mean, honestly, the bogey you made on 14 <laughs> was pretty special. Because to hit it that, that far was, left that, and high where that pin was is crazy.
3: That was a really I am very thankful for that bogey. So yeah, I went the yeah, pin was back left. I hit my shot long left in the shade I ended up yeah I don't know knocking it on I don't know like 40 feet probably past the hole yeah and then I absolutely demolished my first putt luckily it was on a great line and hit the back of the cup and ended up two inches away so I could tap it in but if that doesn't hit where it did I was probably gonna have to get up and down for bogey or yeah. double, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I would have had to get up and sure. down for double, which would have been. Yeah. Then who knows where my head would have been. I would have been, you know, reeling, whatever, but yeah. yeah.
1: And so then he, not to mention the fact that on 15, I'm sorry if I didn't mean to cut you off, but then on 15, he hits, he
3: pulls side. that
1: same, he yep. pulls that same, uh, driving iron left. And, and we all know that there's that tree in between 15's green and 16's tee box. And he has stymied himself in between 15 or that tree and is in between him and 15 screen. And he hits a shot that probably comes out a little bit too clean and hits the tree and somehow just skirts up to about, I'd say like eight feet from the hole for birdie uh, doesn't make it, but still, I mean, that was a great break and then went on to hit an exceptional shot into 16. And, And a good up and down on 17. And then obviously, birdie on 18 is great. But 15 is pretty crazy.
3: Yeah. 15 was, uh, yeah. What was that, Phil?
1: Go
0: ahead. I'm just, I'm just, I'm trying to get in, but you guys keep going back and forth. I don't want to interrupt.
3: Well, I was waiting for Johnny to throw me off with something. He's just sitting there grinning the whole time.
2: (laughs) You guys are doing good. I,
3: I, I, am just, um, uh, I'll
2: get in when I can get in.
3: Hey, Johnny, I like that hat, by the way.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's one of my favorite ones that I wear on the podcast.
3: It's a, it's a good one. Um, but yeah, 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 15. Yeah. I think I hit hybrid off the tee and yeah, I was either, I don't know, hitting little like toe bashes, weak and off to the right or. Like hard left hooks, like low left hooks. And that's what I did on 15. And luckily I got a good break and it was, I don't know, 60 feet away from the, from the pin, which, you know, after I hit that tee shot, I was just hoping I could find my ball and wasn't behind a tree. So yeah, I got a good break there. Seven, uh, yeah, 16. I think the, what I kept telling myself, the theme of the day, if the pin was in the middle or in the back, the way the greens were so spongy, I was taking one club less and just playing the giant bounce. Hmm. And then, um, yeah, it ended up, yeah, I think it was like 140. I forget what the number was, but it was 140 something. And I hit uh, a pitching wedge, which is normally like 130 club. And you ended up putting it to, I don't know, six feet or so made a good little, little, little putt coming back to the hole. And then 18, um, yeah, Zach was in, I think you were in the fairway, maybe just off the fairway. Uh, and I was, yeah, worried about hitting my shot. So I hit a, I think I hit driver two or three times all day. 18 was not one of them. 18. I hit hybrid again, did that little pull that I did on 15. And then, uh, yeah, I had a little goofy lie in the rough and somehow hit it to two feet. And I get up there and Zach's like, hey, run this in. Because <laughs> well, I think I he was looking <laughs> at what, what the score is. <laughs> I looked been, at the and app, I had no idea.
1: And I knew that he was at one under. And at that point, the leader was at one under in the clubhouse. So if he had made that, I knew at least he was leading. And Bailey had come in just prior to him. So I assumed Bailey would be somewhere there. So. I knew we needed to make it.
3: Yeah. So it was, it was good. Put that in. And then, yeah, seven holes later, you know, Carson played great, didn't make any mistakes. I ended up making a big one. But yeah, it was kind of just survival, kind of survival mode during that playoff. And, you know, it was just fun to be in that position. I've never been there. You know, playing with Johnny last weekend, Coyote, I mean, he saw how I was everywhere at Coyote when we played that Sunday. Like, tee shots again felt weird. There was no putting that was working. Irons, wedges, nothing. Nothing worked. So, it was uh, it was nice to have a good round bounce back.
2: Yeah, you look kind of lost there when we played on Sunday. I mean, we both did. For, for for really. I mean, it was just it it was kind of a tough day though. When when that wind blows out there at Coyote and the greens are that firm, I mean, it, it that golf course really exposes you for bad shots and you gotta hit putts well and everything. But yeah, it was just one of those things that didn't look like uh the game was going very well. But I, I see you shot two under par in that front nine there at McMillan. When when do you think that you kinda you know, you were like, you know what? This is gonna be a good round of golf here. Um where where did that kind of pop in there, and you're like, you know what? I think I can I can shoot under par, or I can win this golf tournament. Was there was there any point during that front nine that uh, you knew you had it going?
3: Honestly, it was after six because to me, five and six are the first two holes where I I guess have a chance to hit driver. And you know, playing with Zach and Lee at Riverbend on Thursday, I thought I had driver figured out because he. Was telling me to raise my hands because a lot of times my hands get low, which you know, a lot of times I don't feel, but it feels natural, so I don't notice it. So I hit a couple good drives during uh, uh, league Thursday. I'm like, all right, we're back, this is good. And then, um, yeah, we get to five, which you know, a lot of people will hit driver there. I mean, you got the um, stuff off to the left with that fence over there, but right, you got trees. So I think I hit, I think I hit a three wood maybe, which, you know, didn't get me in trouble. I had, you know, a wedge into the green. Um, but you know, it was one of those things where I'm like, I don't know, it just doesn't quite feel comfortable yet. So after I got through five, made par six, I think I hit four iron off the tee, hit a good one down the middle, you know, had a a chance, you know, missed my birdie pup. But after getting through those holes and I'm like, you know, I'm um, one under, I hit, a I hit one close on four, made a good birdie there, but after getting through five and six, you know, I was one under, I'm like, we could do something here. I'm like I've hit every green, I'm like, I just got to keep hitting greens and giving myself a chance at birdies, you know, if they fall great, but if not, I like where my putting's at. So yeah, honestly, after I got through six and I was one under, I'm like, you know, this, this could be something. And then, yeah. yeah, we got to the back nine and made a couple bogies bogeys. And I was like, all right, we got to grind. So I remember Zach telling me through, I forget what hole it was, maybe 13 or 14. He was like, all right, we got four holes up, make a couple birdies. I'm like, all right, we'll see what we can do. And then ended up making a couple, but. What a motivator. Um, yeah, it was great. <laughs> Zach was, yeah, Always. Zach was kind of a good cheerleader out there. So it was, it was fun. <laughs>
0: Well I was I was going to say going to 18T did you figure you needed to make birdie to have a have a shot did you know at that point Honestly
3: I did not look at any scores all day I just knew what my score was and I just wanted to play well cuz my number one goal the whole week or that whole day was to just play well enough to get exempt for city
0: mm-hmm.
3: Cuz last year in city I did not play I think I I shot I don't know 77 first day 71 I think second day and then just had one too many white claws day three. <laughs> and then uh yeah, so I didn't get my way in from last year. So I'm like, all right, I gotta do well on this because I'm also gonna be out of time for the qualifier at Cherry Hill. So I knew that was out of the picture. Hmm. Like, mm, uh, all right, well, we gotta do something here because Coyote didn't work. So that was my number one goal. So, you know, all things considered, I'm glad that happened. And then you ended up tying for the lead with Bailey and Carson getting it into a, a playoff was just a bonus to me. So, uh, but yeah, going to 18, I mean, I was one under I'm like, well, you know, let's like, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about score at that point. Like, I just want to finish strong here, you know, par, maybe birdie hit a good tee shot, give myself a shot at the green. Cause you know, I liked how I was hitting my wedges. If I have a chance, I like my chances at making birdie. Maybe. And then to, you know, I think I hit a, I don't know, I was, I think 120 out, pin was towards the back. I was in the rough and it was kind of sitting down a little bit. So I took, so 120 club for me is usually a a 50, 50 degree wedge. So usually gap wedge, but like last thing I want to do is go long. I know it's going to take a big bounce if I hit the green. So I took one last, landed on the front, took a giant hop towards the hole and ended up like two inches away. So, uh, um, nice. yeah, I was just happy to, you know, hit my tee shot, not in any of the trees and have a shot at the green, but, uh, yeah, Phil, I wasn't thinking about, you know, the lead or winning or anything. It was just, you know, let's finish strong with a, a par birdie.
0: Nice. It's, it's the old slogan. It all takes care of itself. If you, you make birdies and you know post good numbers. Right. Um, You know, obviously the three of us have played with you, um, you know, a lot, but for those that haven't played with you, what what do you feel like is the strength of your game? What's the hallmark of Jason's game?
3: I'd probably say that I I think it's ball striking and then my my putting is, you know, more often than not pretty decent. Um, My tee shots, I think, are where I have the least confidence when things do go sideways. And that's mostly with driver, but generally irons and wedges, um, especially wedges like that's, that's what I think my, my go-to is, Um, you know, I've never really hit the ball too far off the tee. Uh, You know, I I can, I don't know, 275, 280, maybe. Uh, But yeah, irons wedges and then, you know, just being able to hold on with putting, I think that's, that's what it was like hitting greens and putts. Like a lot of times I'll get sometimes frazzled over, you know, three or four footers. Like those make me nervous a lot, but, but lately I started putting those short ones claw and then I use a traditional grip on everything else putting. And I think that's made things kind of steadier. So, um, but yeah, yeah, putting and then uh, yeah, wedges and irons probably. Uh,
0: Zach, Johnny, you have anything else for Jason before he we can we can let him go and he can get back to like a pickleball tournament tonight? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Why do you say that, Bill? Because I'm playing in another one this weekend. I'm not I figured. I figured.
2: <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Congratulations on the on the finish. Congratulations on the round and getting into city. Thank you. Know, you. That's a that's a big deal not to have to stress over, you know, your next couple of events and knowing that you you uh, can't make the qualifier and everything. So, you know, you can, uh, you can, you can just kind of prepare your game for the, for that weekend and, and not have to worry about getting it ready to go to finish high, just to be able to make it into the, into the city championship.
3: Cool. Thank you. Sure. Yeah. It for was sure. good playing with you again last Sunday. You know, that was always fun. We don't as always, time, yeah, it was fun. Yep. Well, Zach, yeah, Zach, I guess was- it was all right playing with you Saturday.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean you have to do it enough, so I guess one more eighteen-hole round is is nothing. The, so, the good, yeah.
2: The good thing about a seven-hole playoff is that you only play two-thirds of your round with him. So I mean, you can at least look on the bright side there.
1: <laughs> I know. I know. And then I just had to watch the rest of the time. So, which was very stressful if I'm being honest. So, uh, It was very stressful. I, yeah. It was very stressful.
3: Oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Phil, if you would have seen that, I was telling Zach, I think I told Zach, maybe it was Bailey that I was playing with. Like after that first tee shot uh, in the playoffs, so we started on one, um, which, you know, I think it was 110, 113 yard wedge shot. Like, I just want to hit the green after I hit it. I was the only one out of three of us that hit the green. Bailey and Carson ended up making uh you know great up and downs. But I, I think I told Bailey after I hit that t-shirt. I'm like, you know, I'm really nervous. This is kind of weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. And then it kind of went away after that. But you know, it, it was cool being yeah. in that position. All
0: right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us. Um great finish. Um and I I'm you know, good luck in city and, and obviously other events you, ha- you have on the schedule this summer.
3: Cool. Thank you. Hey, thanks for uh, having me on. Hey, see you, Tony. Tony.
1: Good to
3: see you guys.
0: Peace out. All right, guys. Uh, good to have Jason on. Um, kudos to him. I didn't even think about the qualifying for City, so obviously he did that with flying colors. Obviously, congratulations to Carson Stoller. I, I don't know him, but uh, obviously uh great win. Um, um, beat a really good and field. I, Go ahead.
1: I didn't say this, but in the playoff, Carson Stoller hit his first shot on one into the bunker, got up and down, and then ended up winning. So yes. pretty impressive. Wow. Um, yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was gonna say so to beat the,
0: to be the likes of Bailey who's been playing great great golf and, and Rory was down the board there uh obviously uh, really impressive win so mm-hmm. um moving on guys um we we didn't get a chance to break down uh, at least to even debrief about the PGA uh, from two weeks ago um I, I have a couple of Mia culpas, um, slash apologies to, to make and, and, and own up to. Um, you know, number one, I think in the, the PGA preview pod with Johnny, I, I dismissed Victor Hovland so harshly. Um, and I, I guess I need to walk that back and say I've, I'm wrong. I was wrong, and I will I will respect him going forward. Not only from his past major, you know, three major performances, but it it appears like he has really made amends to his short game. So I I, I have to take him seriously, and I want to because I love Victor. Um, the other big mea culpa is that I was I can I mean definitively say that I was I was wrong about. Live guys not potentially being competitive in majors, uh way wrong. I still feel the way I feel about the tour and the product, but um you know, for the first two majors, Brooks, uh Bryson, Patrick Reed, um, you know, maybe a couple other guys in there, they've obviously shown that um their competitive medal is is uh you know still where it was when they were on the PGA tour. And um I was wrong. So I want to leave with those two uh, thoughts, um, besides the fact that, that Brooks is back and he's terrifying. Um, Johnny, what were your thoughts? Um, or, or what, what are your thoughts going forward into the next major based off of what we saw two weeks ago?
2: Well, I, I think that what, what Brooks did on a great, great layout in and they made the condition of the golf course just perfectly, uh, what was fun. And that's what, Brooks does. That's what he has done. That he it's that's why he made a lot of the the PGA Tour seasons of past years very very interesting by you know being a major major player in these in these major championships. And I think the one thing about the Live Tour golf schedule is it has allowed these guys to get the necessary competitive reps that we've always talked about and so they can peak for these major championships and i think like i said greg norman's done a lot of wrong things with that tour but one of the the best things that he's done is this schedule that he has created and now that they're playing what 14 events or something like that throughout the season they can get a lot more competitive reps and 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 that makes it that um much more interesting for these live guys because it's not as much of a you know, uh, a transition coming into a major championship like that. But, but Brooks, badass Brooks like this, when he is, when he's feeling it, when he's healthy and playing good golf is, is, is terrifying. Like you said, it's, it's, it's so good for the game too. And, you know, it just makes, you know, when he's like this, not that he was a big regular season event guy, but it's good to see that he's playing this way and becoming a major factor because, I mean, him in a major just makes things all the more interesting. And, you know, if you look at a lot of guys in the past and we'll, we'll throw out Tiger because Tiger's just Tiger, but if you take out other guys, you know, the major championships aren't nearly as uh, as noticeably compelling if another guy like a Dustin Johnson or a Bryson or or any of these guys are missing. But when when Brooks, who just has the 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 tendency now to play really really well in these uh uh these major championships he makes it much more fun and you know whether you root against him whether you root for him i mean i had i actually live bet him um i believe it was friday i got 40 to 1 odds on him so i threw some money on him thinking you know after he was playing well shooting that that uh, 66 on friday I was like you know he could end up doing something there so you know whether you root against him or I, in that case i kind of had to root for him um he just makes major championships much more interesting and him at la country club in a in a few weeks here at the us open i mean you know we always say it's very difficult to win multiple weeks in a row or multiple majors um he's got as good a chance as chances as anybody and You'd be crazy not to throw at least a bet on him, just to, you know, just to consider him winning. So I thought it was very interesting. I thought it was a pretty great PGA Championship overall to watch, and a lot of it was because of him there uh, being the front runner, and he creates that that emotion that a lot of those live guys create of whether you like him or whether you hate him.
0: Zach, you uh, you are obviously. Early on, on, on Brooks for twenty three uh, at, at the Masters preview show that that you did with Johnny, you you picked him to win the Masters. You were obviously right there with him finishing runner up. So you 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 kind of predicted the the, the Brooks Renaissance Renaissance before anyone. So what were your thoughts and how are, how are you feeling about him the last two majors?
1: Well, I mean, obviously vindicated in the fact that you know vehemently was told that you know live guys can't compete in majors, which. I mean, I get where you guys are coming from on that, but now when we think about it, I mean, these are still some of the best players in the world. I mean, they didn't just stop being the best players in the world because they went somewhere else, but that that's not the point. Uh, for Brooks alone, I mean, I think that, that I like seeing greatness regardless of who it is. You know, I'm not a big Shuffler fan, but if Shuffler went off and won six majors in the next two years... I would obviously be excited to watch it. So when it comes to Brooks, you know, another guy, get one more major. I think I think pretty interesting to see him ahead of Rory now, which I don't think anybody would have said was going to happen. Certainly, maybe not even after he'd won two majors or three majors. Um, uh, Probably last year, people wouldn't even have said that he would beat Rory in majors at that point. Um, And this is not a slam on Rory. This is simply just, I think you know, now are we saying, Tiger aside, Brooks is the best major player of, of our generation now, right? I mean, Phil maybe is a little prior to our generation. Obviously, he won the majors. I guess you have to say Phil's second, and then, and then maybe now Brooks is third, but that's pretty, I mean, it, it's a crazy accomplishment, and and, you know, I'm not like a Brooks lover. I just think that You know, you get a guy like him who's got a little bit of attitude, a little bit of fire, and a guy who's shown that when he cares, he can compete. I mean, he obviously cares in majors, so I'm going to put my faith in that. Um, Aside from that, uh, I thought it was a great PGA. Uh, I got to watch a lot of it. I thought the course was fantastic. Uh, To me, it was a little more uh, like U.S. Open-like course-wise, but I, I really, really enjoyed that. You know, and the thing is, is you didn't hear any of the players complaining. You saw Terrell Hatton complaining, but I can't say that, you know, I mean, I mean, he's going to complain about everywhere. So that's just part of his personality. That might just be what, you know, he needs to get get the fire. You know, he's kind of a competitive guy, competitive guy. So um, I thought the whole Michael Block thing was very cool. Uh, I'm not saying that, like, I'm this Michael Block fan. I i i i bet that you know you get a little bit more michael block and you're probably done with michael block but at the same time he had an unbelievable week a, a week that any of us guys that aspire of making the us open someday would dream of having i mean making the cut making the top 15 hitting a hole in one the final round it's uh, i was sitting there and and i were watching it and it's I mean, I really did, like, for me, that, that, and I'm not saying I could ever get there, but, like, for me, that's as high as I can dream. Like, that's as high as I can, like, think of dreaming. So that's, I thought that was the coolest thing of the week, if I'm being honest with you. And and again, I I don't think that, like, I'm going to become a Michael Block fan, but but I think that, I think that, what
0: he did was was inspiring. I'm with you. I I I I was thinking about this after he made the hole in one of 15, playing with Rory, and then he has this ridiculous up and down on 18 to, to get into next year's PGA. But I'm like, this a, a movie script wouldn't. Would would call this too far. It would be too ridiculous. Like exactly. they, it really would like the, the ACE yeah. on 15 was just like, no, no way. Like, like, was it fabricated by the PGA championship? Did
1: that really happen? Um, well, they came back from commercial and then they were like, here, watch this. And then it's like, right. bullshit, this isn't going to happen. And then it does. Yeah. Um,
0: now, I mean, did, uh, did he kind of, did he kind of, uh, jump the shark on Tuesday when he started doing too many interviews and started saying crazy things. Maybe, maybe it kind of, kind of came back, but I, am with you. So Sunday was pretty remarkable, but uh, I, I wanted to follow up with your one point on Brooks. And, and it's not necessarily for me, Zach was it, it wasn't exclusively, Oh, he's on live. So because I don't feel like it's as a co- a competitive as a tour, he's not going to play play well in majors. It part of it was, I, I kind of just wrote off Brooks, in majors, at the end of last year, um, I think he had six in a row where he really played poorly. I thought he was injured. Um, you know, for what it's worth, you know the the Netflix uh, uh, show kind of how how just non-confident in, his, in himself in his game. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that was filmed, obviously, in, in, in early 22 when, when his bits were, were filmed, but a lot of that kind of made me think, like, I, this just isn't the same guy. And maybe at the time it wasn't, but he's obviously healthy now. That makes a huge difference for him. And he has confidence and swagger that, uh pretty much no one on tour has. And when he's going, he, is, he really is almost close to unbeatable. Um so that that's just my fight the kind of rebuttal on, on some of the Brooks stuff. It wasn't necessarily because exclusively the live piece part of it was health and, and his game. Um anything else, Johnny, for you on, on PGA week?
2: No, I was a little worried initially about the golf course itself being either a too hard like a US Open or, or unfair because a lot of it, like the redesign was incredible, but there was some questions early in the week that after we had recorded the podcast with, uh, with, with Scott, you and I, um, that whether there was some actual, just unfair parts of it. Cause I had heard that, you know, one, there was a certain fairway that was sloping right to left and you had to hit like a hard cut into it, but it was really hard just to maintain the fairway. And then you had, you know, it's not bent grass rough. It's actual, like, Go out your lawn and with those thick, tough blades of grass that really is not made for golf uh, type of rough there. But, you know, everything ended up working out really, really well. I think uh, I think it was like the perfect venue. And that was something I was really impressed with. I don't remember a single thing about the Jason Duffner win um, I must, I don't know if I just didn't watch it that week or, or I was unavailable or whatever. So I didn't remember anything about the golf course, but I, I kind of fell in love with it as the, uh, as the early stages there on how good of a golf course it was. So I think it really brought together, you know, you look at the shot makers, you got Kepka, Scheffler and Hovland and, and Bryson places, you know, it's a great shot maker in itself when he's, when he's playing well. So he finishes, top five so it really brought out a lot of real good players there and um you know i was i was i enjoyed seeing it and everything and uh you know i hope they have it back there pretty soon
0: and and final point for me is we talked about this before the majors started that um you know the elevated events are, are nice it gets more of the top guys together but now the four majors hold this utter huge importance where it brings the top live guys back to play with the PGA tour guys and, and the four majors. So they have even more importance. It seems like than the years prior and uh, it felt like that even more um masters and now the PGA um, I challenge you both. And, and this kind of leads into this, this little segment is um I challenge you both or you know, you kind of get all these names, top guys thrown around and, you know, like who is a top guy? Who's a star? Um, you know, for for us, we're we you know, golf fans, we're golf, um, I mean, we 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 watch the stuff, we know a lot of these guys, we know the hundreds guy in the in the field pretty well, um, embarrassingly enough. Um, but you know, for mainstream, like who, who are the guys that really matter and they make um they make an impact maybe just beyond golf into sports fans and the, the the bigger sports world. So I ask you guys to come up with your list of five guys who are the five guys that really matter in today's golf landscape um so i i don't I don't know if we want to just you just name your five and we kind of say why we did it. Um, I'm interested in Zach's list because he said we would be surprised by one of them. So Zach, who are your five guys that matter in golf?
1: Well, I, I think that I think that number one's gonna be the same for all of us. I'm gonna say my number one's tiger. Are you guys are gonna say the same thing?
0: Well, I made two uh, lists. I, okay. I made one without uh,
1: Tiger. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about Johnny.
2: Yeah, I didn't so, actually put Tiger on my list, so
1: Okay, perfect. All right. So I, I think that we were talking you know, that we were concerned that maybe the list will be the same and maybe they won't be. So My list goes Tiger, and I would just say Tiger, I think, still, even after all this time, still pushes the needle uh, more than anybody else. At the same time, I don't feel that that is at the same level as it used to be. So um, it's starting to slow down with his inability and constantly getting injured and getting older and stuff like that. He's still going to push the needle every time he plays, but luckily we have other gentlemen that you know, are starting to ascend and and are really being liked by, by the, by the fans. So my number two, if we're talking about just in golf would be Jack still. I think that Jack still holds an elder statesman uh, area in golf. If we're just talking about golf as a whole, I think Jack would still be my number two in, in the older generation, what he means to them, stuff like that. Uh, my number three, I put Rory. And I just think that Rory kind of, You know, it's kind of the mouthpiece of the PGA Tour now. I think he's kind of the mouthpiece of, you know, the 30-something generation of golfers, and that's perfectly fine. That's that's no issue. Uh, I think he does a good job at it. I think he's a good player, and I think he's a good person. So uh, no problem. My number four is Spieth. I think Spieth is probably the most beloved golfer in America right now. Um, I think at one point it might have been Fowler, but I I think that Spieth is kind of now that uh, and I say that because you know uh, I am like Spieth. My wife likes Spieth, and she doesn't like golf. You know, I think Spieth is kind of like that guy that some of the ladies like. Um, you know that that they can kind of get to. That he's kind of that wholesome guy. And then number five is Hideki, and that's because I think Hideki runs the Asian golf market. And I think what we see in Tiger and and Rory and speeth I think is. Not Tiger. I mean, Tiger's a superstar, but I think what we see in everybody aside from Tiger, we don't understand what they see in Hideki in places like Japan or probably maybe, maybe I, I would just say Asia, but certainly Japan. Hideki is a superstar. And there's a reason that Liv offered Hideki so much money. It's because he drives Asian golf. I mean, what he's a superstar in Asia. So if you're trying to, Make make golf or the PGA Tour a world game. You need Hideki. That's why they made the Hideki rules for him to get more money. Or like Tiger said, Hideki deserves more money to keep him. It's because he's the gateway to Asia. So for me, he might even be higher than five. I just when I thought about it, I think he certainly deserves to be in the top five of importance of golf worldwide. That would be my list.
0: Okay, yeah. Johnny, rattle yourself
2: i i was there's a couple names i wasn't expecting but i i like i like how it, you you know it's the you thought of the uh these players more in a in a broad sense and and it makes a lot of sense that uh that you picked a lot of those guys uh rory is my number 1 because of a lot of what you stated there i mean he's he is the voice um he is the one that uh you know is is worldwide known for you know for people of all ages and you know his um you know obviously what he's done in the last couple of years to either a speak out against live or speak for the PJ tour and he's such a such a polarizing guy in that because there's a lot of people that that are turned off by that and you see he's probably still and I don't even know if, if i if probably is the right word but I think he's the most talented guy still left out there um you know, he still should be in his prime and doesn't have any, you know, major championships to speak for it. So it's just kind of an interesting dynamic that he, you know, you know he says a lot of stuff, very opinionated, very correct on a lot of stuff. I'm sure he's, you know, he's correct, on not correct on some stuff, but he's got his opinion that he sticks with. And he also you know, wants to be one of the best players in the world. And it's just very, very interesting that uh, he kind of drives the interest of, of the tours of golf in general. And he still does, even though, despite, you know, not having the majors, you know, going forward there, um, Jordan was my second one. He is the, the all-American guy, you know, he is the one that, like you said, you've got, you know, non-golfers that root for, for Jordan. Um, my, my wife likes watching Jordan and, and she roots for him when, you know, when, uh, when he plays in events and he's, he's just got that, that, you know, that look, that whatever, that. Uh, personality that humility in his interviews and you know he's just he's just the dude i think he is the american golfer and and even though he's not the best american golfer um you know he's the one who, who everybody pays the most attention to the the other three and, and i don't know the order of them but um i'm gonna go john Rahm and john Rahm because there's not Another but him and Rory are the two European guys. And I want there to be more of them because, you know, you want the Ryder Cups, you want the DP World Tour to be successful. And then these guys come over to the United States and where they, you know, where they win events. And then they're just a terror to play in the Ryder Cup. And, and you know, just by his sure skill and, you know, you, you see how serious he takes the game of golf and his you know his emotions and you know both positive and negative and just the, the golfing ability but he's you know he still has uh he still values a lot of what happens in europe and and the rider cup means a lot to him and i think that's a that's a big deal for for the europeans because there's not that superstar that's that's you know totally ready to come over and and dominate they're they're kind of in a in a in a holding pattern as far as that number four it but besides him god i can't stand watching him when he does those those swing rehearsals anyways um brooks kapka is number four just because of what he does in the major championships and the fact that like i said you love him you hate him i already talked about him i think him how healthy is 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 great for golf and it's it's just it is what it is and you know he's the bar stool guy he's you know he's the one that uh um you know he's the the arrogant you know cocky guy when he's playing well and and he's what golf needs cuz he's he's kind of that heel but he's also that you know he flashes that smile and everybody's like oh brooks he's 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 a bro we like him and everything like that so you know everything what i said before and, and everything there that, that that's pretty important for the game of golf there and then um in kind of a surprise one i would say the fifth one is is palma but yes for the golf game and then also for i think he kind of gets everything and you know obviously his twitter presence and social media presence is pretty amazing and now he's been able to back it up with great golf um he's a guy who's just a good interview he's Mm -hmm. um he's entertaining to follow on social media and on the golf course as well because he's he's going to win more events uh throughout his career and um and i think he's one of those american guys who you know I think everybody kind of envisions as a good Ryder Cup guy, a good team guy, uh, not only because he's a great golfer, but because of what he, uh, you know, what he supplies in the, uh, in the locker room there. So pretty chalky for the most part, but, you know, if we're talking like the most important figures now, those those are the ones that always, that just immediately jumped out at me.
0: Good list. Um, Mine looks more like yours than Zach's shocker um criticism we get is we 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 have too many of the alike answers to things but um i will start with honorable mention for me there's three that I wrote down one was Hideki, um because I thought of the global appeal um that he he brings to the table um and, and Zach you said it really well with with he is he is golf in Asia and I mean he the he has such appeal and star power there that I don't even think we have any idea what that looks like, but it's it's massive. Um, uh, Scotty Scheffler was honorable mention, and it's unfortunate that his personality doesn't kind of uh match i guess what his what his on on the course game looks like because it's just i think if he had maybe a little bit more of a dynamic personality that i mean he'd be insanely popular and and insanely important um in the game of golf but um you know if if scotty retired tomorrow i I think we'd all say like yeah that's kind of tough but eh, we're not gonna miss him too much maybe we'll be glad he's gone because he's so damn dominant the last two years um Uh, so those are my two honorable mentions. My one was Rory. You guys said it really, really well with Rory. Um, I I think now we're to the point with Rory where he's become really just, I mean, he, he transcends golf. Everyone knows Rory. Um, first name only kind of thing. Um, now it's just the questions of what else can he accomplish in his career? Um, There was some really interesting, and this is kind of a side note, really interesting answers at his presser prior to the PGA about him, you know, I don't know, almost being satisfied with his career if it ended today. And he plays so many mental games where like he tries too hard. He's prepping for a major or he's, he's not going to show up at all. He's not going to practice a lot or he's going to play the week before he's going to take three weeks off and nothing's worked out. So I don't know if this is a, uh, if this was like a kind of say what I'm uh, the opposite of what I'm feeling or I don't know, but it actually, after, he, after his pressure, I texted Johnny, I said, Rory's not going to win this week. I had no faith he was going to win the PGA after that because I didn't believe in him. I don't think he believed he was going to win. Um, we'll talk about Rory a little bit more. Um, number two, I actually put Brooks Koepka, uh at two because, you know, he sees himself as as an athlete not a golfer um and and he's got this huge huge following johnny you said it well talking about the barstool crowd um but i think a lot of pro athletes relate to him um and now he's on this quest for a shit ton of majors uh once again and that's going to be really compelling to watch as we go forward so brooks is my number two um i had rom at three because also a global figure um arguably could become Europe Europe's best player potentially ever. Um, it's it's on the table. Long way to go, but, you know, we're talking about the, the likes of Nick Valdo, Seve, um, obviously Rory, but I, I think in the end he's going to be in the mix, and right now I think he's he's really relevant in the sports landscape. Uh, Forrest Spieth, for all the reasons you guys said, uh, my number five was maybe just a personal choice. Um, I'm hoping this game gets back on track to match what I feel like is a star personality. That's Justin Thomas. Um, I think he's he's kind of got that. He's got a lot of athletes that follow him and relate to him. and um, he's He really does have star power. I think his personality, it can kind of turn some people off. There's some times where it kind of turns me off, honestly. But I think for the most part, he's a really likable guy. He's fun to watch, fun to listen to. He's engaging in press conferences and interviews. Um, So now we just need to see him kind of get back on track to where he was 2017, 18, 19. Um, I don't know. Any thoughts from, from either one of you on, on anyone else's list?
1: I think that, uh, I mean, I think your guys' lists are fairly similar, which doesn't surprise me. You guys are, and you guys think a lot alike. I mean, it's which is perfectly fine. I mean, that's great. That's you guys do very, very well when you guys put your minds together on the betting thing. It it works very, very well for you guys. And that's that's excellent. Um, I would say that there's a guy that I think you give him, and I think the HOMA one was one I didn't think of, but the minute you said it I was that's like good. And that's genius, like crazy. I think he wins a couple majors and he's like rocket superstar, uh, as well, you know, for a totally different reason. But I also think that, like, Fino, you give Fino like one, like, give Fino a good 18 months where he wins two majors. Fino, with his like family man personality and all that stuff, he becomes a superstar as well. I mean, but a different type of superstar, like, Fino could really have this. He needs a major. If if you get Finau a major, it opens up a whole new world to where he can be like this family man golf thing that I, I promise PGA is rooting for Tony Finau to win a major. They absolutely want Tony Finau to win a major. He's perfect for them for their family image. He's the perfect guy, and it's not fake. It doesn't seem fake. So I mean, it's no. it's yeah. perfection. He's another guy that i would kind of given thought to. Um, I also want to say that. After looking at the golf course uh, and the uh, PGA was on uh, the Andrew Green, I've been kind of like looking into him because I had never heard his name prior, and he's doing a lot of renovations here in the last couple years and here in the upcoming years on some golf courses that are hosting some majors. So um, I'm pretty excited for that. If he's done such a great job at Oak Hill, um, yeah, so. Yeah.
0: I loved, uh, it. I loved what he did. I thought it was awesome.
1: But I put Cam Smith down, too, uh, originally in my five spot, you know, kind of for the same reason as Hideki that, you know, he, he kind of he kinda drives, say, like Australia in, in certain areas like that, and he's got that kind of yeah. – I don't think that we realize here in America how less uptight people in Europe and other parts of the country – are and they look at him as a fun guy and kind of more of a reflection of themselves so i thought he was good it's just that like you said i don't think anybody most people around here even us saying it right now realize just how crazy the Hideki thing is over in Japan so yeah,
0: exactly and also i'm convinced that Tony Fina will never win a major after his performance probably- at Oak Hill
1: oh uh I- i'm glad you said that i was driving the other day this is totally off topic but We could start adding Fina onto this list of, of, you know, greatest players not to have won a major yet. But how did Colin Montgomery never win a major? I just still like I I haven't thought about him in four or five years, but he was phenomenal. Not well liked, understandably so, but for him to never win a major is a it's a tragedy, honestly. I know that a lot of people don't like him, but he was so good. He was so good. I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I kinda
0: thought the same thing about Westwood too, when when you look at his career and his I, I mean, his major run from what ninety seven through twenty twelve ish. I mean, there was a ton of close finishes and he I mean, as much as I dislike Westwood, he was
1: an unbelievable ball striker. Just automatic. And so is Montgomery. I, I think we should do uh best players to never win a major list. No
0: That's a good one. I
1: think we should. Not
0: today. But. No, I, I, con- I, I was so far in on Finau. I, I, I touted him in the, in our show. I made him a best bet, and he was awful. And I'm, I'm like, oh, you fooled, you fooled me. You fooled me by these wins the last year against at the Rocket Mortgage and the 3M Opens and the Houston Open. You fooled me. God damn it! And I'm not gonna fall for it again. I, I, I will not fall for Tony Finau again.
1: I won't do it. I'm starting,
0: I'm
2: starting to drop can.
1: Go ahead, Johnny. Sorry.
2: I would say he's going to drop to like 45 to one odds. And you're going to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Tony Fino here. You, you say you're out on these guys and then, you know, then you see their number and it's like, oh, what if they do win? But you're right on Fino. I mean, this was a very good opportunity for him to just hit a bunch of driving irons and, and not have to hit driver. And I just felt like it was a great opportunity to, to, to win in a, you know, a win a major championship or at least contend like that's the other thing about him is getting the, one of the last couple groups in a major championship and, and consistently the talent that he's got versus the, the amount of times that he's in contention is does not match up. And I know guys can grow into that and, and everything. And sometimes it just takes a chance and it takes a good finish or a good Saturday or something like that. But man, you're right. I, I don't. It's just, he was. You can't trust he, was
0: him. he was six over through the first ten holes of the tournament. Like you can't do that. You, yeah. I'm convinced Brooks was right when he said that shit two or three years ago about like he's already limited half the field in the majors, and he feels like there's eight to ten guys he has to contend with because either the other some of these other guys aren't mentally tough or they can't handle the major pressure, whatever it is. But he's got to beat eight to ten guys that week. I, I'm yeah. kind of thinking he's right. Really That's
2: what Jack Nicholas always said. Jack Nicholas was like, you know what, the, the half the fields, you know, garbage, and then you know you got some that are going to play good and and everything, and and really you only got to beat ten to ten to twelve guys. I mean, and and, and Kepka's exactly right. I mean, there's, you know, I think that compared to when Nicholas played versus now, I, I think the fields are a little deeper now. But I mean, yeah, he's right though. Is is you got a guy as good as Finau, but I mean. It, it mentally, can he win a major championship? And that's where, you know, a guy like Brooks and Tiger and, and Nicholas back in the day, that's where those guys excel that they just know they're going to, you know, even if they're tied with a guy with, with six holes to play, you know, they're going to, you know, they know they're going to beat him 90% of the
1: time. I mean, it's impressive for him to come back and, and have that type of performance after, you know, admitted that he, you know, put too much pressure on himself or, that he, you know, got too passive and kind of choked it away at the Masters and, you know, said that he was going to come out and, and had his secret, which obviously was just to continue being aggressive. Yeah. Um. I mean, obviously um. anybody could see what he did was that he got passive and then slowed down. But but pretty impressive to come out and shoot two over in the first round and then followed up with two sixty sixes, especially on Saturday yeah. when the weather was or I don't remember if it was Friday or Saturday. But one of the, Saturday. Two rounds of the weather was atrocious. And uh, you know, mm-hmm. virtually lapped the field, you know, a couple of other people shot really rounds, but you know that uh, those two sixty sixes were huge to put him in that position. And and we obviously know that he has the mental fortitude to win majors, but for him to come back after Admittingly, choking away the Masters, I think it's pretty impressive. Um, yeah, I, I like him as a player. I think that, I think that he's. I don't. I don't want to be crazy, but but he certainly could win a few more in the next coming years and and go higher yes. up.
0: Which transitions into five buy or sell questions. Uh, I like that. No real analysis here, guys. Just give me your first initial answer. Um, if you want a 10-second explanation? Great. My first question was of all the modern players right now, so disqualifying Tiger and Phil mainly from this question, um, is Brooks Kepka going to end up with the most majors from that group by yourself? So I'm talking about the Rory's
1: Roms, Schefflers, et cetera, et cetera. Zach. um I mean, if you had me bet everything that I had, I would have to say yes. um If I didn't have to bet, I would say no.
2: Hmm. Okay, Johnny, I'm selling just because Rom. But anybody else, you take John Rom out of it, I'm buying. So I think Rom ends up with more. I think he'll get six or seven.
0: Oh my god, that's so many. Six or I mean, seven. is going to have ten. Mor- I was going to have at least eight, remember. so no,
1: Morikawa. <laughs> was it eight or ten? I don't remember yeah. which one. Mor- okay, going to go in four. But he yeah. might win four. He just he can't putt. Oh. It's so disappointing that I said that, and that's just going to be there forever, and I'm not going to be able to roll that back. But if he ever learns to putt, he, I mean, I still think he could do that. I'm, I'm still he irons better than everybody. But he can't putt. He just can't putt.
0: Zach, I, I, I gave this out on the, the PGA preview show that he's actually hitting his irons, like stroke gained approach this year is at a career high number. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not like he's hitting the ball any worse. He's just putting as bad as ever. Can and, um, I, I would have said I'm buying Brooks to have the most majors of, of this modern group. I actually, I, I see your guys' wrong point. I think, I mean, Scotty Scheffler is unbelievable at golf and I'll, Talk about that as we get into the the, the preview more of the memorial, but um uh, I, I think he's <laughs> he's he's not too far away from this rom situation, I don't think either. Um after Rory's performance at the PGA and his lackluster performance at the Masters, um, buy or sell will Rory being contention for either of the last two majors of the year, Johnny.
2: Will he be in contention? Yeah, I'm gonna buy that. I I I think uh I, I don't love him at LA Country Club, but Hoylake. Um, I, I like him in the Open Championship um, to win it. There, ni- nice shirt. I like that.
0: LACC, not, right there.
2: I will not buy him at that event, though. But uh, but yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he still kind of hangs around there, so maybe it might not be totally in contention. It could be a could be a backdoor, but he'll be. I think he'll be a factor in the in the Open Championship.
1: Zach, buy or sell. Rory contends. I, I think it's an easy buy. I mean, he contends. That's that's what he does. It, just because he hasn't won. Just, he he contends all the time. It's, he's a great player. He's going to contend. Any faith in him winning, though? Because I'm
0: not there anymore, right? At least not not this year.
1: If If you contend, if you're there all the time and you put yourself in the position, of course he could win.
2: Nope, unless he wins by six. I mean, that's that's his sure. best chance is to just get out in front of the field and, you know, there's too many there's too many front nine thirty eights and thirty nines on his on his major championship career. So I sell I sell him with a chance to to win the next two events. Well,
1: the U.S. Opens want two weeks. Yeah, yeah, Canadian Open. Two weeks? Canadian Open next week after
0: the Memorial, and then
1: U.S. All Open. Right. If Rory if comes out and has one of those absolutely amazing driving weekends where he just bombs the ball and hits every fairway, he absolutely could trounce the field at the U.S. Open, and that's the thing. It's like if he has one of those driving weekends, he'll beat everybody. But the likelihood of that happening in that situation is pretty low. Um, but I, I mean to say that he can't win i i mean he's he's probably the most talented golfer in the world right now and and all it takes is for his game to click one time and and he could absolutely win
0: by yourself after about halfway through this year so far you're you're very confident that the u.s is going to win their first road rider cup in 30 years by yourself zach
1: I mean, I don't know. I guess that's depending on the controversy. I'm neutral on that. I, I can't buy or sell. I guess it's depending on the controversy. Depending on who gets picked, are there going to be live guys on there? We're going to have guys, you know. I Does it know. matter? It, Does it matter? Yes. It, it doesn't matter if there's live guys on there, but it matters if it messes with camaraderie or if they have to hear about that shit all the time. Uh, I mean, we're only talking about one guy, right? Brooks, well, I mean, why? I mean, why are you telling me that Dustin Johnson doesn't deserve to be on that team?
0: I don't know if he'd be picked.
1: Why? I, he'd be picked. I, I just, guarantee he would make it if he was still. Because I mean, he's, he's still played, certainly a top twelve American player in the world. Is he?
0: He's yes. played pretty pretty poorly the last six months. A motivated
1: Dustin Johnson who went something like didn't he go five and zero in the last Ryder
0: Cup? He
1: did. Did. I mean, uh, I'm just saying, it, I just think that there's like this, this, and I get it. Like, I understand that, that out of sight, out of mind, you don't watch live and all that stuff, but <laughs> I mean, he's still, he's still Dustin Johnson. I'm just he's still, he's I'm still just, like one of the only guys that's won 20 PGA, t- over 20 PGA tour tournaments uh, that's playing right now. So it's not,
0: you will not find a bigger Dustin Johnson fan than me still. I, I mean, I was re- I, I was rooting for him at the PGA. I'm just—would you rather take him or, or Sam Burns at, at the Ryder Cup? I mean, Justin who's Johnson. a better who's a better player? I knew you'd say that, um, but I'm just going with the statistics. Tell me, and I know he won a live event a couple of weeks ago, but um, I saw some some sort of statistics that this is basically the worst golf he's played since his rookie season on the PGA tour, which was 2007.
1: Are we talking about Burns or are we talking about Johnson? DJ. Well, okay, but that's fine. You know, I mean, Poulter had years and years and years where he played trashy, trashy, trashy on the PGA Tour. And then he gets to a point where he's motivated and he cares, and then he becomes Mister Britton and and uh, and the Ryder Cup. You know, and if you're asking me if I want Sam Burns or if I want uh Dustin Johnson, who's a veteran of the Ryder Cup who has the overwhelmingly winning record in the Ryder Cup, I will take Dustin Johnson, who who has a, a mentality where he's not going to get frazzled. And I'll take Dustin Johnson over Fair. almost anybody. Fair enough.
0: My point when, when I said, does it matter? I mean, does it matter if it's Brooks and DJ or if it's uh, Sam Burns and Sahith Gala as your 11th and 12th guy? I mean, my point is, isn't this team conceptually good enough to, to beat Europe without those two guys. Johnny, I want you to answer the, the original question though, the buy or sell question. Are you confident now halfway through the year that U.S. will win their first Road Rider Cup
2: in 30 years? Yeah, I'm, I'm confident. I'll buy it with everything. It's minus one minus 190 right now in the three-way bet. Um, and I, I would bet that uh, with, with extreme confidence. I, I think just because top to bottom with reserves, whether you put in live guys or not live guys – for both sides um i think that that the american team is just so much better and i think the the what the you know when they go into a Ryder cup what i saw out of uh you know when they're whistling straights there it was just very businesslike they just took care of business and you know kicked the shit out of them basically and it's not going to be that way in uh um, in rome but it's i still think that the uh uh, I would buy that for sure uh, for the U.S. team to uh, to retain the Ryder Cup overseas.
0: Buy or sell. Corey Connors will win a major championship in his career. Johnny.
2: I am going to – oh, boy. See, I'm, I've already doled out how many majors I've given. Five more to Rom. I've given one more to Brooks. So I got – do I give – by yourself.
0: By the way, I, I say it's, this because so, so I was I was impressed with Corey Connors last or the two weeks yeah. ago.
2: So so if he's going to win, he's going to win a Masters. Just loves Augusta and and everything. And I know we played great in this. Yeah, I probably would. I probably would. I wouldn't. I'm not as confident as like, you know, the U.S. team winning the Ryder Cup type of buy. But um, he just he he plays Augusta so well. He played. Uh, Oak Hill extremely well just uh you know couple breaks here and there and and you know he could have been um you know having a chance there in the last couple of holes so yeah i'll I'll buy it little little hesitation, but I'll buy it
0: Zach Connors so
1: there will always be somebody better yeah. just like Zalatoris. <laughs> why'd you gotta do that? That was that
0: was like a drive by in Will Zalatoris. No, I mean, I mean let, let come me on, he's say. out for the year. He's sitting at
1: home. Come on. Do you like
0: Zalatoris or Connors there? Oh my God, Zalatoris for sure.
1: I don't think Zalatoris will ever win a major. So, and I like him better too. They're not in the same class of player. They're just not. I don't like Canadians very much.
0: <laughs> okay, hates Adam Hadwin too.
1: I, I mean, it just comes
0: from hockey all those years. I, I, mm, I'd probably sell, too. But I could see a scenario where Connors could win, kind of like Duffner did in 2013. O-Kill. It's basically the same player. Hits a ton of fairways. I mean, on Saturday's round, I was incredibly impressed before he got in the triple on 16. He hit almost every single fairway. Didn't miss a shot, really. I mean, he was, he was a machine. He can get like that. Uh, we also know the other side where he misses three and four footers repeatedly, but I, I, it has to be the right golf course, I think um for him to 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 win but i, I wouldn't say totally no, but I would probably say sell if I had to pick one side or the other. um, I said five questions I was actually four. Um, so that's it for buy or sell
1: so when it comes to Connor's like he he predominantly plays uh. 10 to 15 yard right to left draw and uh, what I think is going to be the issue is that if he can't hit the ball straight or cut it a little bit which you know smartly so his his shot shape has gotten him to the tour he's going to run into holes like let's say 18 at Augusta or other places that he's going that that draw is just not going to work it's going to put him in a position that it needs to and and not every hole is going to be a right-to-left golf course. You know, uh, I just don't think, you know, if you look predominantly, a lot of the good major champions, they can kind of work the same way or they hit it straight predominantly. And uh, when I look at his shots, uh, what I saw him get in trouble doing uh, is either overdrawing the ball or kind of straight pushing it. And it, I can tell you that if you're trying to play a draw, and a straight push becomes an issue, then you start getting scared, and the overcorrection on that is to start snap poking it. So he obviously is a professional. He doesn't do that. But I just – I have an issue with somebody who just always right to left in a pro situation. I mean, people like us, it doesn't really matter because we don't play golf courses that have slopes like that and fairways that run at 12 on the stent meter and, you know, with crazy slopes. But uh, that's my issue with him.
0: Fair enough. Memorial tournaments this week, guys. Another elevated event. Uh, Mirrorfield Village has been hosting this tournament, I think, for over forty years. Yeah, for over forty years. I think it's the fourth, uh, the fourth longest tenured tournament at one single golf course uh, hosted by Jack Nicklaus. Always one of the more significant events uh, on the on the schedule. That's not a major, and I think it continues to be that way. Um, long golf course, seventy five hundred yards. I uh, got got the redesign at the end of twenty twenty. Actually, I remember them tearing up the golf course as they were playing it in twenty twenty, uh, the COVID year. Um, and it's one of those courses that I feel like really tests all elements of your game. A lot of length is required, uh, accuracy, the rough is thick. Um, and there's some spots around the greens that, that you can really have some trouble with. Um, it seems to me overall, it's the second shot golf course. I think I saw, I, I read that the 13 of the last 15 winners have been in the top five in strokes gained approach on, on that week. Um, and if you look at the guys that have won here or contended here, um, it's usually those kind of guys. Also, I think it's a horse for course kind of place. Uh, last five years, it's it's pretty much Ram and Cantley and everyone else. Um, it, so, to me, it's a major. It, it's it's like a major type of week, um, a major t- type of golf course. Um, Johnny, what do you think of this tournament um, in this golf course? I, I'm sure you, I know you like it.
2: I, I love this tournament and love Merefield. Never. Uh, never visited. And I know, I know you had you, uh, you, you went to it last year and and you're going again this year and it just looks stunning. Absolutely stunning from, uh, from the camera. And I, I, I want to go and I, hopefully making plans to go next year and, and would love to to be able to see it, but always brings a good field. The golf course, like you said, is it's a classic Nicholas golf course. It's a a favors, a right-handed guy who hits a fade and it is a second shot golf course, just like most Jack Nicholas courses are. So, you know, it'll demand great iron play and the greens will roll perfect. And they're going to be, you know, it's, it's been, now a couple seasons and everything. So the guys are getting more used to the, the the grass that's on the greens now. Cause they, they redid a lot of it. And uh, um, he usually Nicholas Jack Nicholas himself usually uh, orchestrates them redoing um, some making some sort of change year after year after year. So it's a, it, it's a fun one. This is a good one. This is a great event to watch between the PGA and the U S open. And this, will give you a really good idea of who plays well this week. Uh, If you kind of correlate the PGA, the Memorial, and who we're going to like coming into the U.S. Open because L.A. Country Club is going to be a second shot golf course and Memorial, uh, Muirville Village is the same.
0: And oddly, it's been one of those courses where guys that have struggled with the putter have performed well here. So maybe, maybe that bodes well for a guy like Corey Connors this week, but um, they got texted this to you earlier. Remember your Duffner one, not a great putter. Uh, Ben on finished runner up. Uh, He lost in the the year Bryson one in a playoffs. Bryson terrible putter, good ball striker. Uh, Kyle Stanley lost to Patrick Canley um, in a tight one, not a good putter. Um, So all these guys, really good ball strikers, So I, I think that's got to be the, where you look, but I really just, I really think it requires a, a complete game. It's a complete test. Um, I will be there uh, Friday morning and I'll be there to the last putt drop Sunday. So I'll be there three days. And after being on the grounds last year, it it's, it's so much better of a golf course than I ever thought it could be Um the, the rough, I have a lot of respect for um, just how thick and, 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 Uh, penalizing the rough was um, there's a lot of those short fours where you really got to be in position, even with irons off the tee. Um, Number three is a really good short four where you got to be in position off the tee with, uh, so you have a a wedge in, but it's not just, not just in the fairway, but the right side of the fairway. And there's a lot of holes like that. So um, really like this tournament, Zach, is this one of your favorite ones or you kind of like, eh,
1: Oh, I mean, I think it's a great tournament. I'm a majors guy. I I get hyped up for the majors. I really don't. I think I'll I, I like watching golf for sure, but I really only get hyped up for the majors. Um, but this one is cool. I, I Brooks Koepka guy, I, yeah. Well, it's just you – know, there's other stuff to do, like play golf or, you know, I – I'm interested, I look at the scores and stuff like that, but to watch golf is, I don't do it as much as I used to anymore. Um, But no, obviously I've talked to a lot of people that have been there. I do want to go to this at some point. Uh, The only golf tournament personally that I've been to is, I think it was the BMW Crooked Stick uh, many years ago. uh, And that was a great time. So I would really like to get uh, to this tournament. I've heard it's beautiful. Uh, It always looks great on TV and the golf, when I do watch it, uh, is always great. It seems to have a, a good fun finishes and, and the golf course seems, seems great. So it, it, it seems to to be kind of major ish and in the way that it's spoken about by everybody else. So, yeah. yeah,
0: I do, I do have a complaint. I'm going to voice publicly. That's, uh, you know, I'm taking my kid and, uh, He's jacked. He's he's so excited. You know our, our top three wish lists of guys we want to see win are Rory, JT, and Cam Young. We agree. And um, it's going to be insanely hot next next weekend. It's going to be I think 89, 89, and ninety is what I saw last last I looked. Um, guys, the the price of water at the memorial, and, and Jack Nicholas, you're doing us wrong. First of all, you're not selling the milkshakes that you're so famously known for. Not 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 sold to the public, just to the players. That's bullshit. Number two, water. Dasani water is five dollars twenty five cents for one bottle. Um, as mm-hmm. since I'm since I'm responsible for myself and another human being, um, and we'll be there for a good ten hours each day. I mean, I've I've set the over-under on, on the amount of money I'll spend on water at $150.50. Probably go over. Um, that's that's insane. That's price gouging. I got a real issue with that. Um, if anyone wants to look at price gouging, Woodstock 99, if you watch that documentary on HBO Max, pretty much the price of water is what started all that craziness at Woodstock 99. I'm not saying that's going to happen at the memorial, of course, but what are we doing here, people? Cut that price down to $2 and you'll still make plenty of money off your Dasani water. Just my PSA.
1: If they riot at the memorial like they did at Woodstock 99, you will be damn sure I'll be watching that.
2: God, I, mean, I, hope, so. I hope they do. I'll
1: be in the yeah. middle of it, Zach. I'll be in the middle of it. I will, I mean, I will, I will pray for you the best that you can. And if anything happens to you, I will, I will okay. think of you fondly. Thank you. The odds for the Memorial,
0: Scotty Scheffler at plus 600. Michael Block at plus 600. Oh, no, wait. Michael Block's not playing this week. Uh, never mind. I thought he was one of the favorites. <laughs> um, Jesus Christ. Uh, John Rahm at, <laughs> at plus 750. Pat Cantley at plus 1,000. Xander at plus 1,200. Rory has slid down at plus 1,400. Victor Hovland at plus 1,800. Morikawa at 22, Hatton at 25, JT and Jason Day at 25, Cam Young at 30. Those are the guys that are under 30 to one. Um, in any world, do you take anyone not named Patrick Cantley or John Ron with this course? Johnny?
2: I think you have to take both of them, even at the plus 750, um, and, and Pat Cantley, because the golf course, I mean, they love the golf course, they play well on it. Um, and there's a good chance that either one of them is going to win the event, but you know, the, the numbers on these other guys are, are too bad there. Um, I know we had talked about Victor Hovland this week. Um, I was hoping, I think he can't, he debuted at, at 20 to one and he's dropped a little bit there sitting there at 18. So he still is pretty tempting. Um, and we've talked you know, you got to have the good short game, but his iron play is some of the best in the world. So it's like, you know what? The guy can make a lot of birdies, and I think there's still a lot of value right there. Um, the other one I, I kind of like is the, is the Tyrrell Hatton. Again, I always like to get him closer to 30 to one, so I'm not super gung-ho on the win bet, but I could see him in a top-10 finish um, with as well as he's been playing this whole season here. And, you know, he, 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 always, he's even said it, he goes, you don't, you don't think of me as a guy who's going to play well on a tough golf course because of, you know, how you see me on the golf course, but he just does it because he's good. He's just a good golfer. And I think, uh, um, I think him at plus two fifty at a top 10 bit is a great bet with a, with a sprinkle on a win bet. So those are the ones I've, uh, those are the four that I like the most in, in that top group there.
0: Okay. Zach, this is, I know this is kind I, of the first year, looking at hearing about the odds. Is anyone catch your ear your, your there?
1: Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm not betting anybody a thousand and, and worse odds. I, I would assume just not win that week and, and take it off. I, to me, I'm always looking for a value bet. So you know, you said guys that strike the ball. Well, I like Morikawa and JT. Uh, I think that their numbers are pretty strong. And then I think you said Jason Day there as well. So uh, mm-hmm. if I'm placing a bet in that, uh, I'm placing a smaller bet uh, at longer odds. Um, because although I think that, you know, a guy like Scheffler and, and um, Rom and Cantley can certainly win this tournament. And and our our favored you know you still have you know what 150 other golfers that are world class golfers in there and and all it takes is for those guys to have one bad round you, you saw Shuffler do it without that round on saturday Shuffler wins
0: uh, another major
1: so um yeah true uh, you're just not going to put i just can't do the tiger's the only guy I've ever been able to do tiger versus the field and actually feel comfortable taking tiger uh, so you know, even if you put those three there for me, I, it's, the odds just aren't good enough
0: for me. I'm generally, with you uh, on that, I mean, if if you get beat by not betting a guy at seven and a half to one, then so be it, right? Yeah. Scotty Scheffler, I want to I want to do a couple of Scotty Scheffler stats here. In His last seven tournaments, tee to green, so that's off the tee, approach, and around the green, but predominantly ball striking for him. Uh, tee to green rankings at Bay Hill, second. Players first, Masters second, Heritage fifth, Byron Nelson second, PGA first, Colonial first. Um, he only won one of those tournaments. Um, my argument is he might be due to win still a lot more if he could actually be a just positive putter. We always said Kawa. but uh, Scotty Scheffler is striking the ball in an in, in insane manner this season. Um He's finished in the top 12 in 15 of 15 events worldwide um, of his last 15 events, finished first, second, or third, six times. Um, he's three strokes better tee to green per event than the second best player from tee to green, Patrick Cantlay. Um, uh He's insane. Uh, that was my Scottish Shuffler major argument for going forward where this guy might just be the dude. Um, still, still remains to be seen. I'm not going to bet him this week though. <laughs> uh because 6 to 1 6 to 1 is stupid in this field. It's just stupid, right? Um I made one bet today um again probably wishful thinking Justin Thomas at 25 to 1 because again I feel like it's a Justin Thomas type of course, elite irons, um pretty good short game. Question with him is can he can he manage those misses off the tee and will he not putt just like worst putter on tour um jason day is a member here i've heard that every year he's never played well here interestingly enough but obviously that has some allure um the other guy that i i I am going to bet is victor havam because i I made this comment to johnny i just said that i feel like his he's had so much good play this year and at some point i feel like it's he's got to pay it off with with a with a win and maybe not just a a win, a win at a big tournament like this. So I do like Hovland. I'd prefer him at 20 or 22, if you can find him, though. Um, 35 and above, we got Sanjay at 35. uh, The Rick Tater, Ricky Fowler at 35. um, Fitzpatrick and Jordan Spieth at 35. Hideki, who's got a great history here at 35. um, uh, The aforementioned Sam Burns at 40. 45-1 Forty-five to one for Corey Connors, and fifty on Wyndham Clark, Tom Kim, Shane Lowry, Sahit the Gala, Russ Henley, Johnny. Who you got to beat on there?
2: There's a lot of good names out of this group here. Um, I, I, I mean, I like Rick Fowler. Hmm. Just the season, so good.
0: He, I said, I said R- earlier, Ryder Cupper. I think he's gonna be Ryder Cupper.
1: Yeah, I think he's gonna be Ryder
0: Cupper.
1: Yeah, I do okay okay, you're, you're questioning DJ and you're gonna say Fowler's a Ryder cover.
0: you're gonna tell me guys like Jordan Spieth and Ricky F- or J- Justin Thomas who are great buddies with him, they don't have a voice in that room they'll they'll push for Fowler.
1: I'm not saying that they won't push for him and then it won't happen, but I'm saying like if you're gonna argue that that DJ may not be a Ryder cover, then I don't even know you can't insinuate that that Ricky Fowler is potentially a Ryder cover. Go, go look at the numbers
0: if you have time to look know, at the numbers. No, he's playing great. No, he's playing great. He's
1: yeah, playing great. I picked him like I picked him like six or seven weeks ago. I, I I know, I know. I just I just don't think there's a comparison. You're you're right.
0: In general, you're right. I was, I'm looking at this at yeah. this day May whatever is 29th I, today. I think Ricky Fowler's playing better than Dustin Johnson. No. Go ahead, Johnny.
1: Yeah, so
2: I, I said before, uh, earlier in the season that Jason Day was going to win, uh, and Ricky Fowler was going to win. So Day got his win a, a few weeks ago. Um, cool. I, I still think Ricky Fowler will could be this week. Um, you know, I do like him in the top 10 market as well. Uh, he finished what 13th or something like that at Colonial or something like that. He played pretty, pretty good golf, especially that last day. So it's, it's just trending in the right direction. So hopefully, we'll see some good from him. Uh, I, Sam Burns um is the other guy I like out of this group I don't know if he's got much course history here or at least you know good stuff but he kind of fits it and he's starting to play you know Sam Burns is is kind of a streaky player like you know we'll see a lot of great golf out of him and then it's just you get these periods where he just kind of hides in there and then that's when his odds get just just really tasty and at 40 to one I mean that's a that's a hard one. And he did play pretty solid at Colonial. Colonial was a go- difficult golf course this last week. So, you know, um, it was kind of hard for everybody there. So, him. And then I'm going to keep riding Sahith the Gala. I don't mm-hmm. know if he's going to win this season. I, can't, I don't want to say I want to go that far. But the, the guy's got so much talent. And I, I think it's one of those things he's going to probably win a bigger one because that seems to be he plays good in, on tough golf courses and good events. Um, 50 to one on a win bet uh plus four fifty on a top 10 market. I mean, I, I see, a I see a good week from him. I think he's playing good golf and uh, um, he, you know, get to get ready for the, uh, the LA open there with, or I'm not the LA open, the U S open at LA country club with, with uh, a good, good event here.
0: Yeah. Uh Zach. Hideki at 35, great
1: history here. I don't is, I don't know if he's healthy. Is he healthy? I mean, I think he played good, reasonable at the PGA. I thought I saw his name up there. Um, obviously not like top 10 or anything like that, but I think he played reasonable. Um, you know, again, I didn't really get a chance to look at this, so I'm kind of just going off of what, you know, just jumps out at me. Uh, and the two names that jumped out at me uh, with odds would be Spieth and Lowry. Um I, I like, like Lowry, Lowry you know. at tough. I like Lowry at tough golf course. You you tell yeah, say t- tough it. golf course, and I'm going to say that I like Shane Lowry. Um, you know, I, I don't like know that Lowry. I think Shane Lowry is going to win, but you know I like Shane Lowry on a tough golf course for a top ten, a top twenty for sure. And if you're giving me fifty to one odds on Shane Lowry to win, then I haven't looked at the odds. But like, what are Shane Lowry's top ten plus 3,000? Yeah, 200. so insane. So I mean. Like, you give me that on a tough golf course, I'm going to feel pretty confident on that. Um, and Spieth, I can't tell you why. I just think that, you know, at times, Spieth's name jumps out at me, and sometimes it's good, and sometimes it, it's bad. So those would be the two that I would say in that. But is kind of really the one, that like, if we're talking about in this level, Lowry for, like, a top 10 bet, especially that number, I think is is pretty strong bet.
0: I can't believe you like Spieth with his
1: wrist and his
0: kind of inconsistent by the last two weeks but I'm not gonna fight you over Spieth either do you know Spieth has two wins the last six years that's I, I, yeah. I mentioned this to Johnny uh I think the last time we recorded but I'm I'm saying it to Zach that's that's kind of that's kind of hard to believe going out there
1: that, I mean that actually is crazy now that you say that Yep. But if you remember, I mean, he had that three and a half stretch, where three and a half year stretch, where people were like, "Well, I mean, speed ever going to come back?" And one I mean, he's playing better, but oh, he's, yeah, yeah, he he should have probably
0: won it this year already, but yeah, maybe. Um, I like Connors, <laughs> Corey Connors at forty five, um, mm-hmm. probably more for a top ten plus four hundred. But I, I I do think it's a good golf course for him overall. Um, I, I love the Lowry play. I, I like gala, but I don't like him at fifty. Um, I actually forgot I did bet him this morning at seventy five, um, mm. um, which is wow. That's yes. I, I I got in early at six thirty this morning on a couple of these because I was so concerned about them. Um, yeah, but I I do feel like I kind of had that feeling about the gala, like where like dude's gonna win, dude's gonna win a big tournament. Um, but I've said that about a lot of guys as well um 50 and above guys uh give me a name or two anywhere on that list you like for the sake of time because we've already gone very very long um zach if you're just looking at it now is there anyone down the board there
1: Uh, i do not have it in front of me so i was just listening to you tell me but uh no so i guess not johnny
2: yeah we'll go uh um hayden buckley i was big on him (laughs) Last week he didn't do that well. Yes, um, but uh, I, I think he's trending up there. I, I, I think he's going to have a pretty, pretty good summer here. And Justin saw um, after what we've seen from him, he's playing good golf. I think he's a good enough iron player that he can get around and and you know sometimes struggles. He's a little bit of a streaky putter, but you could be that here, like we've we've already established. So um, those two names um, jumped
1: out of me right away. Is is Matt Kuchar in the field? Yes, he is. He is. Uh, I'm almost certain if Hayden Buckley's in the field, Matt Coacher is going to have a good week.
0: <laughs>
1: almost certain <laughs> of it, actually.
0: Coacher's at seventy to one.
1: That's that's actually that's pretty far up the board. Uh, I don't know. All right, so Coacher, Kuchar, my guy that I like fifty to Kay. one and
0: above.
1: Got it. Of course, that's that's always a given. Um, I mean, um, you get Hayden Buckley, I take Coacher.
0: That's just enough. perpetual. Yeah. Um. I I like um now coming off of last week, I, I don't think he's gonna win again, but I actually do like this golf course for Emiliano Grio. Um 90 to one, I don't think he's gonna win, but top 10 market at plus 750, top 20, would probably be about half of that. Um I remember actually following him for a few holes last year. He can he's he's a really, really good ball striker. Um, so I think he could carry some of that momentum over to have a good week this week. Um I, I like in theory, I like Keith Mitchell at uh, 110 to one. He's played really good golf at times this year. He's kind of cooled off a little bit, but some of the elements of uh, Meerfield Village, I think, fit his game as well. That's a great number, um, and uh, I, I always have hopes for Davis Riley, but that that ship has kind of sailed on him winning at least an individual event at 181. Um, I like Adam Svenson as far as a ball striker goes. Uh, the system play at a hundred. System
2: play, points. Adam Svenson.
0: Yeah, thousand to one. He he just shows up. I mean, he was in. He was right there at the PGA for a while um, through three yeah. rounds. Thousand um, to one, or 1, thousand one, plus one thousand for a top ten. Um, so that's my uh, my long shot guys that I like. Um, this is the record time for a podcast i see by the clock uh but we, we got we had a lot to get to in interview so um uh yeah i appreciate you guys staying staying the course here um and uh we'll get some picks out on wednesday and see what we can do for the memorial um i'll be sure to post some man i might post some photos of my story um zach won't look at them because he's only interested in majors Um, But for anyone else following uh, might have some good photos from on the scene at Muirfield village uh, Friday through Sunday. So guys, thanks for joining. It was fun. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks, sir. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. We'll have our picks up Wednesday. Keep following the page and, and, and the podcast. Hopefully we get some more player interviews as the summer goes along with some of the local events. Good to have Jason Herbert on tonight. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll catch you next time.